This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Build Business Acumen podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Welcome to the Build Business Acumen podcast, and my name is Nathaniel Schooler. Very excited today to uh, to have Tim McDonald with me. And he's actually uh, done some amazing things with community building. And he was actually head of community for the Huffington Post a few years ago. I am super excited because we're going to share with you how to build a community in the real world. So welcome, Tim. It's, uh, it's great to speak with you. And today I'm just super excited because I just, I just interviewed another buddy of mine who, who's in London. And he actually builds... Uh, retail space. He, he actually creates retail space. So he's been doing that for a long time. He recently just did uh, Under the Arches at Waterloo Station. There's like a really famous graffiti place. And he's actually just finished doing something really truly groundbreaking down there. So this leads on from the conversation that him and I had earlier about how to actually use social to make people go into the real world and actually do what people should be doing best, which is socializing, right? So over to you, Tim. Well, it's kind of funny that you're framing it this way because I've never understood what IRL or in real life was supposed to mean. Because if what we do online isn't real life, then what are we doing? We're having a fake life here. We're having a pretend life here. And I gather that there are simulations. There is like Second Life and, you know, all these virtual reality things where you can actually kind of have that pretend or imaginary life. But for the most part, what we do as far as who we are, what we share, what we're passionate about, what we, you know, what we, we want to let others know about us and what we want to know about others and how we want to connect with them, that's all real. There's nothing fake about it. There's nothing imaginary about it. There's nothing pretend about it. And so for me, this whole concept of how we treat what we do online differently than what we do in person, I, I, I can't fathom why we think that way. Because, yeah. yeah I, sorry, I've got to interrupt you there. I, um, I agree with you completely, 100%. But I'll tell you exactly what we were talking about, and that will help you to, to kind of frame it a little bit better. So, sure. So, so we, we were actually talking about how that there are a lot of people who are in society now and they have, they have one of these. And I've forgotten to actually turn that off because I don't want to be. What, what, what is that? It's, a, it's my iPhone. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> but but the, the, the major problem, yeah, is, is the people who are on Instagram, they're on, they're on Facebook, they're on all these channels, yeah? And they are, they're actually in their own world. They're actually, they're actually, they don't go out. 
they don't they don't go out very often they don't they don't speak to other people they don't engage in a real conversation they don't go and have coffee with their friends they they just sit at home and unfortunately you know i mean i've seen a video i was going to tell eddie about it earlier there's a video of this girl she won a competition for the video and it's a girl who she's clinically totally clearly totally depressed okay and she's got her mobile phone and she's on Instagram and she's just craving the likes and she's craving the buzz from, from the endorphin hit and the, and the feeling that she gets when people love her, her, her and give her, give her love and, 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 and uh, attention and, and everything else. Okay. And the video is very, very interesting. And it actually depicts uh, a girl who in the virtual world is completely different uh, to to the real world. In the real world, she she's got very little uh, uh, food to eat. She she she's not working. She doesn't go jogging. She doesn't have any friends. She um, doesn't invite people over for food. She's not drinking wine with her friends. She's drinking it on her own. But in the real in the in the real world or her imaginary world, she is she is drinking wine with her friends. She's cooking amazing food. She's going jogging in the morning. But in the real world, she's taking pictures of all of these things and designing this, this like-based um, vision of what she, she, she would like her life to be like, but actually it isn't. And, and, and you know, suicides are real, yeah? Depression yeah. Is, is, is real, right? And, you know, and, and this happens to a lot of people, but so, so that led, led, led me and Eddie, you know, to talk about, what retailers could do to get people to 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 go to their environments and actually how the high street is changing and how that's actually developing into more of a uh, a space an open space a, a free space a space where people go to meet each other they go to have a conversation they go to to actually engage because you know we're pra we're like chimpanzees right like we we don't like scratch each other's mites and stuff but we go we go and and we engage with our friends and and and, and that's what we should be doing you know and, and 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 it's quite sad that people are so addicted to their phones that they walk around like this and they don't have a, a conversation you and i are from a different generation than 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 a lot of people but it's I think it's true with any generation. I, I do. I think it's true with any generation. Okay. The, the, the thing that we're, we're succumbing to in this, in this world is we're mistaken fame for relationships. You know, the likes, the, the engagement, the number of followers is all fame. Fame is fleeting. Relationships are a foundation for helping you become a better person, right? And, and surrounding yourself with the people that can help rise you up. And that, I mean, I learned this lesson so early on when I first got on social media 11 years ago now, when I thought that I could just do everything from online. You know, I was gonna revolutionize the real estate industry by never having to go out and show a house because, or I'd, I'd show it once, right? Like I'd have my buyers go out and drive by the houses that they were interested in. I'd send them the listings. I'd get their feedback. 
And then once they narrowed it down to like five homes, I'd spend one day with them. We'd go find, you know, look at those five homes. They'd pick one that they wanted, put an offer in. I'd be done. I'd spend like an hour, two hours with them, you know, in person, but everything else would be done, done online. And I'd give them a, a you know, a, a discount for being, you know, my services not being every week or every, every day. Right. And it never happened that way. Buyers still want to go in. They want to look, they want to look, they want to go in, they want to look, they want to go in, they want to look, and they want to look some more. And when, when we start looking at that and doing that, you know, it just dawned on me at that moment that no longer could I sit behind my computer if I wanted to form the relationships with people to trust me to bring them into these homes and show them. And so what I started doing was I started connecting with people using social media to meet up in person. Yeah. And, you know, some of the first things that I, I did was um, just look for people. I'd search for people in my local area and I liked eating sushi and I'd say, who wants to go eat sushi today? And maybe one person would show up. Maybe nobody would show up. Maybe three people would show up. But usually what happened is one person would see it. They'd show up. And they would connect me with somebody else. Or maybe I'd say, hey, do you have anybody else that you want to invite that wasn't on social media that I didn't know? And they'd bring that person. And I met so many people through social media. I did sushi tweet ups. I did, I love riding bikes. So I do bike riding tweet ups where we'd meet in Chicago or out in the suburbs where we were and, and just ride our bikes. And, you know, it wasn't about us just all posting pictures. Of course, we did that, you know, all together at the end or at the beginning, you know, just saying that this is what we were doing, but we weren't doing it when we were riding. We were enjoying the ride. We were enjoying the conversation. We were enjoying each other in nature. And that was really the genesis of, of what social media was capable of doing. It was capable of being a vehicle, a tool that helped connect us in person. Right. And, and you, you could meet people that you never would have imagined meeting before because yes. I know, and, and you probably know this too, right? It's like, you know, you meet people in your local neighborhood, you know, that shop at the same shops that you go to that, that grow up in on the same street or the same neighborhood that you live in. Um, you meet people that maybe go to your church or your religious organization. You meet people that you went to school with, or that you, if you have kids that your kids go to school with. Um, you know, in the, the civic organizations that you get involved with, you meet people through that. But it was a very narrow lens of the type of people that you could meet in those types of environments. What yeah. social media did was it opened it up to the world. You know, now I can connect with somebody in, you know, in Thailand or in Copenhagen or in Nigeria or in the UK. And it's just amazing to me, the people and the relationships that I built over time, just through social media. And some of these people I've never met in person. Yeah, well, we like, haven't, we haven't met yet. No, you know, no. But the, thing, but the thing is, is that we have, we have a common goal, right? Is that, well, we have a few, but we, we want to share information. Yeah. To, to, to build relationships and make the world a better place by, us giving that information away right that's that's what we share and we share yes. the love of social media and the love of new technology and the love of people right but like i mean i've i've done the same thing i only got onto social media probably nine years ago i would say and before that i used to think twitter was for twits and and and, and all this and and what i did i actually it was very strange i actually was selling uh, beer 
about nine years ago for 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 a, um, a few different breweries, and I was selling uh, drinks brand design. I had three jobs, and uh, I had a um, and I was working really really hard, and and I actually managed to bump into someone in a bar. I, I, I went to the I went to the manager behind the bar, and I said, "Oh, I'd love to sell you guys some beer." And this guy said. Oh, well, um, I can't help you. We're part of um, the, 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 it was actually the biggest chain of, 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 of uh, pubs in the UK at that time and restaurants and bars. It was, it was massive. Yeah. And, and I, and I spoke to this guy and he said, well, I can't help you, but don't worry. There's a lady over there on, on, on that table. You go speak to her. She's from head office. And I just so happened to be in there on that, on that day. <laughs> and I, and I said, I said, how can I connect with you guys? What am I going to do to sell you some beer? She said, oh, well, don't worry. You just send me an email and I'll connect you with the buyer. And then, and then you can connect with him on LinkedIn and then you, or something like this. And then, and I was like, oh, okay. And I kid you not, within a week and a half, I managed to connect with the guy on LinkedIn, send him a follow-up email and go visit him at head office. And I, I had a technique I brought from the wine industry, which I used to go and take a fresh, cold, draft sample of beer with me and fill it up in these containers and I would take this to every client that I wanted to get and I had like a hundred percent conversion I, I I'm not kidding I would turn up you know in my tweed jacket with my nice shirt on nice brogues and jeans yeah that was my style back then right which 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 I loved and and I'd rock up there and I'd say hey here's some beer and and that was how I got the biggest chain of, of, of bars and restaurants to buy from this brewery. And, and then, you know, they just, they just grew incrementally after that. And it is very, very powerful. But the, the problem is ingrained in society. And, 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 and it's like what Eddie and I were talking about. It's like, how are we going to get people to go to a face-to-face -face event, right, and actually enjoy being there without saying, oh, I must take 15 pictures and stream these fireworks so that in five years time I can look back that I'm never going to look back on because I don't, I've got so much content. And it's like, well, how are we going to keep people from doing that is what we were talking about. And it's about making that experience so amazing that, that they get to love it, right? And it's like what you're saying about sushi and, you know? Well, well what you're, you're describing was kind of the next evolution of what I went through back then. It was, I got involved with Social Media Club Chicago, but I lived in the suburbs. So it was always like an hour each way commute for me to go to the events. Yeah. And I remember I was, I was at, I went to another suburban event that was even further. It was like an hour and a half away from me. And it was uh, Kelly Alexa and, and Sarah Evans hosted a little tweet up on a Friday night. And I took my wife down there and we, we had a couple of drinks. We met people. And I remember saying to them, I wish somebody would do this closer to me. Hmm. And they both at the same time said, why don't you do it? <laughs> and, and it just was like, I can't do this. I can't bring people together like you did. I'm not you. I don't have the follow. I, I was in that fame thing, right? Like I needed people to yeah. already know who I was to do this. And what I quickly learned was if you just do it and don't worry about having a goal of how many people show up, just make it so that people you invite and welcome everybody that wants to show up and you don't make anybody bad for, for not wanting to show up.
And I had 13 people show up at my first Lake County social networking event. And that turned into an average of having 50 people a month on a monthly basis for two and a half years show up. But what I learned was it wasn't just me creating the space. It just wasn't me inviting the people there. It wasn't just what I was giving away because at first it really went well for the first six months. I'd get 50% people would return each month and 50% new people would come. So it was always fresh people getting to connect with each other, which is perfect. I love that mix. But what started happening was I started going up and then I plateaued and then it started going down. And I, I started asking some people that were coming that were regulars. I said, what would, what's going on? What do you think I could do to make this better? And they said, I think what you could do is bring in some people that are considered knowledgeable in a certain topic area, have them speak for a little bit. Plus we do the networking instead right. of it just a hundred percent being networking. Right. And I said, I love that idea. And so I started reaching out to people in the, in the area invited them to come speak. And then my attendance like shot through the roof. Right. And, and it wasn't to make money. It was just to bring people together that had a common purpose of wanting to learn about how we use social media to connect and network with each other. Yeah. Instead of just the traditional chamber of commerce networking, which is everybody, it's, it gets into that concept of what I said, how we know each other traditionally. It's by the groups and the organizations and the neighborhoods that we belong in. This was about how we can use social media to meet people outside of those bubbles and, and connect with each other. And it was a phenomenal experience, but this all started because I didn't have a plan of this is what I want to create. I just had a plan that I knew I wanted something in my local community. How can I make that happen? Just start, just try something, start small, experiment with it. Don't look at anything as a failure. If two people would have shown up, it would not have been a failure because I would have had a great relationship with those two people. But you know, when 13 people showed up and I started connect and I started meeting some people that I'm like, I'm not connected with you on Twitter, you know, Oh, you're so-and-so on Twitter. And it was like this whole thing of, you know, all of a sudden now this, I saw the power in what we did when we brought people into a space that knew each other online and what we could start creating together. And they helped me grow this. I didn't do it on my own, right? Like everybody thinks that I did it on my own. I was the one who found the places to have the events at. I was the one who got the speakers, but it was everybody that showed up that helped promote it that got other people to show up. Right, right, right. So you were the catalyst, weren't you, that, 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 that lit the fire, basically? Yeah, and and think of that. Think of that. How many people have ideas that want to bring people together that want somebody else to be the catalyst? Well, it's it's business ideas as well. I mean, it, and do you know what it goes back to? It goes back to uh, what was I reading the other day? Oh, I was watching uh, Elon Musk, and he said um, he said starting a startup business is like eating glass and looking into the abyss. <laughs> right and and actually it's the same it's the same as starting a startup because there's that nervousness you know is it going to work am I going to make it happen am I going to get there and just look like an idiot you know and but what's interesting is now you've got all these platforms I mean you've got hundreds of social media platforms yeah over here I don't know about where you are but meetup is is very big over here and you know, and I'm, I'm sort of looking at meetup and I'm, cause I just moved, right. I just moved into a low, into a, a city. Yeah. Not, not a very big, not a very big city. Um, 
And I'm like, okay, so what groups should I join? I'll think about it. I might join the Chamber of Commerce because that may be a good, a good business focused group for me to join, right? And I, and I was just thinking, okay, so my dad used to run a business 18 miles from here for 25 years. So he's the person I'm going to ask because I want to do business the old school way. Yeah, I want to I want to go to the right events. I don't want to mess about with because generally free networking groups, whilst they're a great way to meet people and everything else from prior experience, they generally a lot of the time full of people that just want to spot your badge. And they they and they the technique I've, I've seen it so many times because a friend of mine wrote this book called the um, the networking survival guide before he passed away. Uh, couple years ago he wrote this book and and him and i used to always talk about it and you could see these people so over here there's a guy right and i'm just talking to him his name's john hey john how you doing and you're having a conversation with john and then and then and then literally you're in the middle of what you're saying yeah and and you know you you're not giving him a pitch you're just asking him a question or you're, you're and he's just going right over here yeah and 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 that I think is the major problem with with actually all networking events, free or paid, really. So I'm taking a bit more of a targeted approach to to meeting people, and I will go and I'll and I'll and I'll fish very specifically with a fishing rod, and I'll be like, right, okay. So I know that you are the chief executive of the Chamber of Commerce. I know that you're going to know a thousand people in this area. And I know that you're going to recommend me to 10 of those. And one of them is going to turn to a client. Right. So, so it's kind of like, that's how I'm looking at it from a very sort of a, a very targeted laser targeted kind of approach. But what I want to know is how do you build a massive community? Start with one person. <laughs> it's really that simple. It's, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, man. <laughs> you, you start with one and then see if they know somebody else and bring them in. Right. And then see if they know somebody else and bring them in. And if you want to do it quicker, invite two people and then ask each of them to invite two people. And that's twice as fast, right? And right. so it's just, it's, it really, when it gets down to it, it is that simple. You can't expect to build a community by pushing a button, crafting a clever message, you know, getting an influencer to share anything for you. No. What you need to do is you need to start building a relationship with one person. That's okay. the person you're with at that time. It's exactly that story that you talked about, that traditional networking where you're having a conversation and then that guy sees somebody else and just is like not focused on what you're saying. That's the problem. And you can't do that online either. You need to start with building the relationship with that one person. Yeah. I, I remember um, Shri had asked, actually asked me at one of his social media um, weekends. Um, he, I was just in town in New York, happened to be back. And I was there for part of the day before my flight that afternoon. And he asked me to come up and speak. And I only had like three minutes. But he said, if there's one piece of advice that you could give people on all these communities that you've worked with, what would it be? And I said, the most important number that you can remember is one, the person that you're talking to in that moment. And that is all we need to do to build communities. Nice. You know, now you get, you start growing it. This gets down to what you're talking about, how you're laser focused on who you want to go after. Yeah. You know, 
don't send me a message, you know, to your, your general mail list if I'm a specific segment of your mail list, right? Yeah. I can't tell you how many women entrepreneurs, um, you know, I'm very supportive of that sell products to women that I get emails that say, Hey, Tim, have you tried our bra? You know, our newest bra. And I'm like, you know, how hard is it to send me one saying, dear Tim, do you have a loved one, a girlfriend, a wife who, you know, <laughs> who, yeah. who would, who would like, I mean, just do something that the messaging is a little different so that I know you're talking to me, yeah. not to just everybody that's on your email list. Yeah. And, and that's how you start, you know, I'm not saying like we can't automate things. We can't do things in mass. The most important number being one doesn't mean that we always need to be one-on-one. -on -one. What it means is we need to start understanding how we can, as we grow, because you asked me how we start building a community, right? Yeah. And start building a movement. It's getting that one person because that one person brings in somebody else. And then when you get big enough, you start helping those members, empowering them to help each other. Right. And to help new members. So now you're not the center. You're not the focus. You are just the, that catalyst that helped everybody else feel empowered enough to want to help empowered and enabled because if you empower them without enabling them without giving them the right tools to make it happen it won't be successful it starts with one you you build a relationship with someone and then you send them some information that's really valuable to them and then they share it with someone else and then they share it and they, they keep sharing it and it's like that is the strength isn't it is it's like if i send tim a message is he going to actually read that message, right, and say, oh, that's Nat. I like him. We bonded. He's a good guy, yeah? I'll reply to him and I'll read this message, yeah? Or is he going to just go, oh, put me in the ignore pile or just ignore the message, right? So the most important thing is what you were saying is it starts with one. When you initially connect with that individual, if you build that relationship in the beginning and show them what to expect from you, but also, but also explain a little bit why you're on this platform yeah, and how you use this platform and what you do for work and why you're probably not going to respond to their message, yeah, then it sets an expectation, right? So then they know that you're super busy and you're not going to respond to them or, you know, you know that it's not a fit. So you send them a message that's like, well, it's lovely to connect with you. And uh, at some stage, you know, we can talk. Or it's like, oh, uh, Nathaniel is very busy today. Um, I am his PA, Gemma. If you have any business, in business requirements from him, please let me know and I will pass on a message and see if we can put you in the diary, right? So for me, as an individual, it's about how warm you're going to be and how cold you're going to be based upon who you think you're talking to. Yeah. However, I agree with what you're probably thinking, which is that you don't know who they know because it's about who they know. Yeah. So if you engage in the right way in the first place, but you set the expectation, you build a little bit of rapport, then you explain to them, et cetera, et cetera. Then it all becomes a lot easier than it, it than it does if you just connect and then bombard them, right? Because that's what we're talking about here, isn't it, really? 
Right. Well, it's about building a relationship, right? Like nobody wants to be hit over the head multiple times for no reason. (laughs) And think of that every time you're sending a follow-up generated email, right? Every time you're, you're pitching yourself as soon as you connect with somebody, that's what it feels like to the other person that they're being hit over the head with a slant sledgehammer and they don't like it. Yeah. So imagine just the whole thing of instead of pitching anything, asking something about that person, right? And, and not, not bombarding them with everything, but getting to know that person, understand who they are, what their wants are, and then offering them something that you can connect, you know, what, how I do it, right? Because this is what I have to offer is I offer one of my connections to them. I hear your story. I, I, I understand now because you've told me what you're looking for and what you're excited about creating. I think you might be interested in talking to so-and-so. Would you like me to introduce you? Yep. And yep. there's nothing in it about what I do, what I want out of it, because yep. there is nothing. There's nothing. no expectations. And, but what that does is that builds that relationship because now that person, if they find value, value in that, is going to say, who do I know that I can connect with Tim? Yeah. Because yeah. of what he wants and what he does. Yeah. And that to me is like, that is how community is built. That's how, that's when I say when we empower people, right? Like, how yeah. do we help our community do this? Because I, as an individual, can only do it with so many people. Yeah. My community can do it with a lot of people, a lot more than I can by myself. So what if I you know, empower them to be kind of the ambassadors for the community, to be the ones who help make these connections, that I give them the tools to enable them to reach out to other people, to give the the messaging that I've found works for me and for my organization that I'm working with. So they don't have to come up with their own. They can change it. They can modify it. They can come up with their own. But if they don't know what to say, they can just use this, copy and paste it and send it out. And now they start learning that behavior without you telling them exactly what to do. You're just being helpful and giving them the tools and they go out and start doing the same thing that you were doing. Right. I mean, I always say as a community builder, one of the best things that I do is get other people to do my job for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and it's that, I mean, that is a job in itself, right? But yeah. as a community builder, that's what you want to do. You, if you become the center of the community and the focal point of the community, when you remove yourself, the community disappears. When you build a healthy community that can exist and grow and po- prosper without you being there, yeah. that's because you've, made it about the community, not about you. Right, exactly, because it's not about you. It's about everybody else. I mean, I used to have, a, like I was saying, this trainer that I had called Richard White. He was absolutely brilliant. He, he wrote, uh, wrote a couple of books, actually. He wrote one called The, Ac- I think he, yeah, the Accidental Salesman is what he was called. Um, that was his, that was his uh, he hated hard selling. He, had a, he absolutely hated it. He, he was just like, he was like, Hard selling, oh, and he'd go crazy because soft selling was his was his you know consultative soft selling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how he looked at what you're talking about is you feed someone with a very long pair of chopsticks that you can't fit in your own mouth, and that's and that's what he that's what he used to say. And it makes a lot of sense because if you're helping someone to feed themselves, or you're feeding them by introducing them to someone who could help and add value, right? Then then they're going to feed you or they're going to introduce someone who's going to actually feed you and say, Hey, look what he just did. He just, he just did this amazing thing for me and perhaps he can help you. And it's like, it's in essence, it's very simple. Yeah. But it's like, 
So, so then it comes back to the retail ideas that I was talking about. Then it's like, right, so what is the message, right? It, it's, it's like, why are, you, why are you wanting to build a community in the city, right? What is that community for, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. um, and what sort of people do you, do you want? Is that, is that a sensible thought process? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the first thing is you need to understand, you know, what you're, look, what you're looking to get, right? I mean, that's, as a business owner, that's what you know you want. But, but you can't say, I want to have more sales and say, and tell your community, I want to have more sales, so I want you to like me, or I want you to come to my event, or I want you to come visit my business. It doesn't work that way. Right. So if that's your goal, right, is to get more business, now start backing it into what does this look like for the community? Right. Who is that person in the community that we want to go after, you know? And, and then start looking at what the, the, what the, the value is to that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we've talked about this and I know this is what you're good at too, is kind of coming up with these personas, right? Of, of who is that customer that you're, yeah. you're looking to send that message to? So you know how to talk to them. Yeah. Well, in, in addition to talking to them, it's how are you delivering value? How are you giving them what they want out yeah. of being part of it? Because not everybody in your community needs to be somebody who's going to purchase from you. Exactly. Like, like we've talked about, they can be referral traffic for you. You know, they can do word of mouth with their network to get people to buy from you. They can help promote you if they're good online or good in the local community or have an, an email list that they can, they can send out messages about your product or service that yeah. they can do. So your community isn't just your, your consumers. It's a lot broader than that. So start looking at all those different personas of those people that you can have that would be interested. But the key is, and this is what most people forget is it's not about what you want. It's about what they want. And when you can switch that around and take that 180 degree turn and start saying, this is what they want. I know this because I talk to them. I understand them. I listen to them. Yep. And, and then you start saying, what do we have that we can give them that fits what they want? And when you start enabling people to do that, because at the core essence of every human being, it's a sense of belonging that we all want. And most businesses always think it's a transactional thing. It has nothing to do with being transactional. It has to do very much with being emotional. That sense of belonging, that I belong to something. I am part of this company. I am part of this organization. I know other people in this that, that you know, are like me, that I don't have to feel alone out there. And that's at the core of everything, that's what you want to create, that sense of belonging for people. Nice. I think we're going to end on that because that is, that is the fundamental point. There's nothing more to add, really, is there? Well, imagine your story, right, that you were sharing of the video you watched. And imagine if, if that girl, instead of just thinking that it was all about how many likes and how many followers she had, started feeling a true sense of belonging with other people that were around her that she could truly be enjoying those things with and yeah. regardless of how many people were liking it and engaging with her. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one, but I think, I think we should come back to this when you've got more time and I'm not so tired. I've just done, <laughs> I just did this other interview. It's very tiring. It's, it's, it's amazing when the brain really works that hard. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's incredible. But you've shared so much value, Tim. I, that's why I just thought it's it's just such a great idea to do to do an interview with you and and go through all of these amazing uh, pieces of advice, really. And uh, I'm, I will give it some thought as to what I'm doing, whether I'm going to try and build a community around here. But the thing is, I'm more I'm more focused on global, yeah, because you know my my goals are to work globally yeah so but i quite like the buzz of of local i enjoy the local buzz yeah but the thing is sometimes they're not ready for you right so and it all depends on what you're trying to help them with yeah if anything if anything at all because they may not be the right customers i suppose it's like a bit like putting your foot in a in a in an icy uh water and saying "Mm, it's a bit cold right now let's let's (laughs) wait a little while till it warms up you know so but um, but we'll get there. And thanks ever so much. So you've uh, you've got a website, right? Um, yeah, I don't do too much on it lately, but uh, I do. I'm mostly online, though. You know, just about anywhere: Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'll uh, if people want to speak to you, they can contact me, and I'll and I'll um, I'll hook you up with them. No Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe, and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show. Drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.